0: Steve Palmer here again. Time for another Lawyer Talk q and uh, I have had uh, a lot going on upstairs in the law practice, so I've uh, been a little bit behind, but catching up now. So without further ado, we're going to jump right on it. i got a question here from Jack. This is about sovereign citizenship. This is an interesting topic, uh, and uh, the question is, is basically from Jack, who likes to watch people, apparently, and he's fascinated with various groups. Uh, he watches the Flat Earth Society, and, and uh, he's asking uh, some questions about sovereign citizen society. Uh, and here's his question. In the United States, there are some laws that, even though they are long established, can sometimes be found unconstitutional, do sovereign citizens have a validity to their argument of not having to get a driver's license due to drive to drive a car, car insurance, and plates on their vehicle, making their own custom plates or not paying their taxes? Uh, part two: Have you ever defended a sovereign citizen before? And part three: If you have a client who is a sovereign citizen who got charged with crimes for not having a driver's license, car insurance, legal plates on their vehicle, but your client demands that you defend him? As innocent because he genuinely believes that he is operating under separate under separate laws. How would you handle his case? Well, uh, I have in fact represented some sovereigns um, and I'm gonna try to tackle this and and let me just premise this I am no expert on sovereign citizenship or the sovereign citizen movement Uh, I've done some reading and research in preparation for this. I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna hide that, this is not, uh, I, did, I didn't just know this. But uh, generally speaking, sovereign citizens claim that their citizenship uh, stems from their natural birth and uh, they are not subjugated to the federal government. They, they claim, I think, generally speaking, that uh, those of us who, have, uh, who answer to the federal government have given up freedoms in exchange for a bargain of their uh, protection or benefit. And uh, they have chosen not to engage in that bargain therefore they are sovereign on their own they are citizens of their own and they don't have to answer to the federal laws i think that leads a lot of them not to pay taxes not to participate in uh, in government action uh, I, I think what they do is they try to a lot of them will will when forced to write their name down for some government purpose will write it in all caps and say and sign it on behalf of this person as if they, the all caps is a straw man, sort of like a corporation. And uh, that is what represents them to the government, but they are truly sovereign behind that sort of like a power of attorney type thing. Um, and, and, you know, this gets them in lots of trouble because they don't think that they need to have driver's licenses or registrations or pay taxes, like I said, or or other things. Now, um, I, I'm not going to take a position on this one way or another. I, I don't think our government will ever Uh, honor the claim that there are in fact sovereign citizens out there. I think uh, the federal government, the state governments, the local governments will all insist that uh, they are the government and uh, everybody here has to answer to the laws. Um, But uh, jumping on these questions, uh, do I find any constitutional uh, validity to their claims? Uh, You know, whether I I, I don't, Um, I, I really don't. I don't see uh, as I read the text of the Constitution, as I studied the history of our country and how it all developed, um, I, I, I don't see it. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'm no expert, and I certainly don't judge anybody for what, they're, uh, what they believe. I do, however, represent people who get in trouble, and I have represented people who have gotten in trouble because of this ideology. And I, I've been at court with folks, um, and this is going to part two, Uh, Have I ever defended sovereign citizens before? Yes, I have and I've been to court with sovereign citizens and you know Before I answer before I get into that. Let me just say this Um, the the interaction I've had though limited with sovereign citizens Has generally speaking been sort of harmless Uh, I've never had I've never felt threatened by somebody who claims they're sovereign. I've never um, I've never really uh, had any real big problems And, and you know that said I've not Gone, I've not represented lots of them, uh, as I as I researched this online, either in Google and DuckDuckGo and other research engines. Or other search engines uh, i found there's a lot of negativity out there the fbi has them on a domestic terrorist list uh in there and most of the articles are, are call them extremists radicals uh, far right etc and i think it's probably true that some sovereign citizens are extremists and uh, are radical and are far right but i think it's also true that most are probably uh they you, they would never bother you they're not they're harmless they're not gonna you know they're not gonna do anything now that here's where you get into issues you know when when uh, people draw generalizations. There's going to be the picture of Venn diagram, two circles, you know, you can have where two circles cross. Um, you might have some sovereign citizens with some far, uh, extreme groups and their, their Venn or their circles cross. And so some will be sovereign, uh, and radical and want to overthrow the government. Uh, others are just sovereign and, you know, they're just going to live their lives and they just want to be left alone. um, so I, I think it's it's dangerous as it is with race, as it is with gender, as it is with all these types of things to group people in as stereotypes. But that said, have I represented sovereign citizens? Yes, I have. I've been to court where folks claim that they don't have to answer to this from a jurisdictional standpoint or from any other standpoint. And I've sat in the courthouse halls and I've talked to folks about this and I've said, look, you know, I appreciate that. I, I, I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to debate you on this, but the courts here aren't going to agree. They're not going to say that, uh, oh, guess what? You're correct that we don't have jurisdiction over here and over you and let you go. It's not going to happen. And i ne- like I said, I've never had anybody have a violent or, or angry outburst at that. I've had frustration and I've had to have uh, long conversations, but uh, I've never had um, – had anything that really bothered me. Uh, now I, I know that some of these cases have gone far, and, and let me you know if I had a client, this is part three, and I'm going I'm to sort of t- tackle both at the same time. If I had a client who claimed he was a sovereign citizen, um, would I defend him uh, based on that uh, uh, on that claim? And the answer is uh, probably not, because I'm not allowed as a lawyer to assert legal arguments and claims that I know to be false or I know that I that aren't supported by law So I don't want to say false necessarily because I don't mean it as an insult But I can't I I I do mean it this way is that in our legal system There is no valid argument that the courts will recognize. So I am, you know, like it or not uh, I'm stuck with what the law is And, and I run into this in all sorts of ways There's lots of Supreme Court decisions. I don't agree with but I my oath um my my professional obligation is to recognize that they exist. If I get a chance to argue against them in a court with a, where it's actually a, an issue, then I'll do it. But um, here I don't see a valid argument based on the law that I know and based on the governmental structure that I participate in. So a lot of sovereigns, I think, uh, end up representing themselves for that reason. I read a case out of uh, North Carolina where a court basically addressed a lot of these jurisdictional issues. I'm not gonna go into the weeds on it, but they shot down every one of them. The case went up and down the appellate letter twice, and then it actually ended up in federal court, and it's all the same outcome. Uh, the court's gonna say, no, uh, you can't, uh, we have jurisdiction over you, no matter, over you no matter what you say. Now, as far as producing driver's licenses, et cetera, I understand that uh, sovereign citizens, a lot of times will, will create their own uh, driver's licenses. They will have odd license plates um, the case in north carolina uh the individual was pulled over and cracked his window just barely and handed a card that said i'm exercising my right under the fifth amendment unless you're going to arrest me then uh uh you know you leave me alone and let me go well they did arrest him and uh he ended up in court and he was convicted of not having a driver's license and not having insurance etc now you know i think on looking at this from a big picture Uh, you know, there, there is, you can sense the frustration with the growing government bureaucracy, bureaucracy, uh, and, you know, maybe that's what is fueling this a little bit, uh, now more than ever, perhaps, uh, where it just feels like the government's tentacles are in every part of our lives and people just want to be left alone. Um, but that doesn't mean you, you, you don't have to follow it. You, there are legal bases to challenge a lot challenge a lot of this stuff. It's happening at the uh, highest levels of the United States Supreme Court, and I think particularly COVID, uh, a lot of the emergency orders uh, that came from that, and a lot of the executive orders that are uh, coming out of the White House, uh, really in the last three or four presidential uh, regimes. Uh, are, are starting to raise eyebrows, and people are questioning whether the executive branch has that much authority. We don't have a king; we have a president. Um, we should have three individual branches of government, and they're they're starting to get blurred. And the executive branch is getting so much power that it's almost become um, a monarchy. And you know, I I think that that will only fuel these uh, far or these uh, I'll just say these uh, minority groups uh, more because the more it happens, the more people say this is crazy. Uh, it's not supposed to be this way, but there is a difference. Because you've heard me on this microphone and, and lawyer talk actually say this, is that I think we need to, the administrative state of government has grown way has grown way too powerful. There's way too many uh, tentacles out there in our individual lives. But that doesn't mean I, I, I just uh, ignore it and don't follow uh, the law of our society. I do participate and I am involved and uh, I, I look at ways to challenge uh, governmental action and governmental power and I guess I'm fortunate for having a career and a profession that enables me to do that in, in a way that I can still be a citizen and I can still challenge governmental action. And I get to do it in the proper battlefield, in the court system. Uh, we recently did a podcast with Rob Muse, And uh, go, I urge everybody to go check it out. He's an attorney. He's working hard to... Uh, To really uh, check the authority of government when it comes to our individual freedoms that are in that are so precious to us in those first ten amendments of the of the Constitution. So, you know, sing the battle hymn of the Republic as you listen to this in your head. Anyway, this is uh, I'll wrap it up with that. Uh, Steve Palmer here at Lawyer Talk Q and A, where we are taking questions, we are uh, answering them in bite sized chunks. It doesn't mean we still don't have the Roundtable discussions uh, with Norm, uh, Jared back at the microphone last week anyway, uh, and Brett at Circle 270 Media. If you've got a question, if you've got a topic, if there's something you want me to cover, just uh, go to lawyertalkpodcast.com. We've recently uh, updated the website, made it a little bit more user friendly, uh, and submit your question there. If you really like what's going on with Lawyer Talk, feel free to become a Patreon what's that mean? Eh, Just give us a buck, give us 10, give us a hundred bucks a month. If uh, money's no object to you, it is to me, but uh, you know, here's, here's the point. We appreciate the support. We appreciate everybody who's listening, downloading our episodes, paying attention, sending questions, and I'm going to keep bringing this content one way or another, as long as I'm still here and able to do it. So with that, this is lawyer talk Q and a off the record on the air, at least until now.